Eric Schlosser is a guest we hope to bring you on a future show. Fast Food Nation, his expose of the dark side of the fast food industry, caused a sensation a few years ago. More recently, his reefer Madness explored the world of three semi-underground yet huge economies in the U.S., those of marijuana, illegal immigrant labor, and pornography. In the segment today, we will address the latter. The vast industry that produces and distributes for the enjoyment of millions sexually explicit materials. Porn has survived continual assault from the authorities dating back to Anthony Comstock, who sought to stomp out lewd materials because of his fundamentalist belief that masturbation was inspired by the devil. It has done more than survived, it's thrived. Eric Schlosser notes that the remarkable fact that the VCR industry was given a huge shot in the arm by porno, which by 1979 was 75% of the videos sold in the United States. By 2001, we spent $465 million on pay-per-view porn alone. And now, big media firms are involved, like AT&T Broadband, DirecTV, Echo Star, AOL, Time Warner, etc., which may explain why there's been no great move to crack down on it. Of course, that future is less certain in the wake of Janet Jackson's, quote, wardrobe malfunction, unquote. Joining us today to discuss this topic is adult film living legend, Christy Canyon. In the 1980s, Christy was one of the most celebrated actresses in sexual cinema. Her work, though limited in volume, was extremely popular, in no small part due to the rare combination of movie star good looks and undeniable screen magnetism. She's no longer a part of the industry, but she's written a book about her life titled Lights, Camera, Sex. And we're delighted to have her join us to talk about the remarkable world of adult entertainment. Welcome to Radio Parallax, Christy Canyon. Well, I'm glad to be here with you. Can we address one issue right off? Yes. It's it's alleged by a coalition of feminists and Christian conservatives that adult films exploit women. Could you comment on that? For me personally, I absolutely disagree. Um, I think that people need to mind their own business for starters. In my case, and I can't speak for anybody else, I found it very empowering. So for somebody to tell me that it's degrading and that I'm being used, I have to strongly disagree. Um, it made me a very strong and independent person. I personally don't have any, anything, you know, negative about sex. I think it's a great thing, and I really don't give a hoot if there's a camera shooting at it. But that's me personally. Right. So for people that do say, oh, it's, you know, exploiting me, who cares? Every job you have has some form of exploitation. And, and for me, I, I just personally don't care, so they could keep their opinions to themselves. And if a girl is being exploited... There's no gun to her head. She is free to walk away from the set. No one's going to come after her. They're going to pick up the phone, call the agent, and say, do you have 10 more girls that you could send out? I mean, no one, no one has to do it. Yeah. If, if you feel exploited in anything that you're doing, whether it's your marriage or, uh, you know, any kind of job at, at uh, a fast food place, get out! You, uh, it was alleged, I think, by Linda Lovelace, a star a little before your time, that she had been forced and, and more or less brutalized into appearing on film, but I, that's not in your, something you've seen. I've never seen that. Now, I think she was more in, like, the eight, the 70s, where I started in 84. I, you know, was, like, in junior high school in the 80, or 70s. Oh, God, maybe I was even in elementary school. So I don't know. I have no idea... Um, you know, what happened to her, but I do know that years later she came back and tried to make a comeback, so I guess it couldn't have been all that bad. All right. I find it hard to believe, but, you know, if it's true, it's true. All right. I've heard from reliable sources that the number one moneymaker on the Internet is pornography. Now, you have a lot of context in in this industry. Does that sound right to you? Yes, it definitely is. It absolutely is. Um, 
Vivid runs my website, which is christycanyon.com, and on top of mine, they've got just, I mean, hundreds of other sites, you know, Asian girls, and I mean, they just, it's a huge moneymaker. Yeah. And Mr. Schlosser's book, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at Reefer Madness. Well, he mentions that the feds went after Ruben Sturman, who was basically the, the mastermind behind a lot of the porn industry in America, 70s and 80s. They used a loophole in a banking agreement that, uh, that had the Swiss reveal data about their customer if he had high-level mob links. But they, never, they never showed that Sturman had mob links. And Schlosser notes in the book, the best evidence suggests that he did not and that the industry itself is not mobbed up. Now, do, do you agree that um, there's not a lot of evidence that organized crime is a big factor in adult entertainment? I know for a fact that there is not. Maybe there was in the 60s or 70s when it was kind of underground, because I think mob people usually go for underground stuff. But yeah. you know what? It's a legit business now. And, you know, there's just not any room for mobsters. Yeah. You've got, like, you know, 25-year-olds running companies. Yeah. And with the exception of a handful of companies, like Vivid, um, LFP, who now owns VCA, and, and another great company, Wicked, with the exception of the top few companies, they don't make that much anymore because there's so many companies out there. Right. It's the top four or five companies that really make most of the money. And then everyone who's got a handheld camera is trying to make money off of it. I'm sure that they're making decent money, but they're not making enough for the mob to get involved. And, you know, the owner of, of Vivid certainly isn't in the mob. Well, I do think it's uh, it's worth mentioning that Enron was using the same kind of offshore shell companies that that, that Ruben Sturman was using. Uh, of course, while Enron was bankrupt in California, but, you know, although Sturman died in prison, Kenny Lay remains unindicted. I can't help but uh, interject that into this conversation. Oh, it's all such BS. You know, everyone says, oh, porno, it's so bad, it's so bad. Hey, you know what? We are what we are. We don't mince words about what we are. We just, we do our thing. We aren't hurting the country like certain people in our, you know, elected offices are now. Well, I, I would agree. You know what? Enron lost me $3,000, so screw them. <laughs> and thank God I pulled out the rest before I lost, you know, what I did have invested. But they hurt me. Porno didn't hurt me, so those liberals can go back to Enron and say that they exploited me for my hard-earned money for making porn films. Right. So that's what aggravates me. Everyone loves to point their finger at porn. Well, I you know think... what? It's the bigger companies that have hurt me, like Adelphia Cable. And if you're listening out there, you owe me $31.95 <laughs> since I canceled your damn thing a year ago and got DirecTV, which is awesome. You know, it's, it's the big companies that think that they're so great and, oh, da da And they're screwing us right and left. Well, we've talked about it many times on this show. You'll get no argument from me. Uh, Christy, Playboy magazine turned 50 just a few months ago. Hugh Hefner likes to claim credit for the sexual revolution that's taken place in the U.S. since the 50s. Um, I'd ask you, in your 20 years of experience as part of that sexual revolution, do you see things becoming more relaxed? or How, how does it compare in 2004 to 1984? It's changed. Companies are doing things now that they never would have done in the 80s. Like, um, oh God, I mean, it's almost disgusting to me. I mean, there's a limit that I would even go to. Like, Just the wide range of, of material that's out there, you mean? With things like fisting. Yeah. Um, I know certain magazines are doing like wee-wee layouts. Mm. I don't know a good way to put that. Uh -huh. You know, um, very hardcore now. I mean, I was very fortunate that I've been with Vivid Video that's like the G-rated version of the adult business. Well, you know, I, that that's worth mentioning. Uh, I, the, time, the type of thing that um, 
that you did is pretty much, you know, folks having good, clean fun. And, and to me, it was. Now, if a girl chooses to let somebody's fist inside of her body, then so be it. I am certainly not one to sit here and judge. I don't want to do it, but if somebody wants to do it, go for it. Well, from a medical standpoint, I would say don't go for it. It's a crazy thing to do. <laughs> I mean, I find it rather repulsing, but apparently people like it. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I understand over in Europe uh, that, that sexual matters are unrestricted compared to the United States. And once that forbidden fruit aspect has gone away, the interest sort of spiked and then falls off to almost nothing. The case in point being like Denmark. It's, you know, I went to Holland, um, to Amsterdam. And you know what? They had plastered in all of their windows in the red light district for no. Tracy Lord's videos. Okay. No one cared. She was like, oh, 14 or 15, I guess. But now didn't say, hey, this is the 15-year-old. But it was no big deal over there. Now, with Tracy Lords, uh, I, I know that she was found to have been under 18 when she was making adult films. Was she actually, she was 15 years old. I think when she started, she was 15. Wow. She started a few months, about six months before me. Yeah. I think um, when I worked with her on film, yeah. she was 16 at that point. Well, now I remember in the 80s, uh, there was a local liquor store near me, a small town here in California. They, they would rent out adult videos as part of their business. They were scared that the Reagan Justice Department was threatening every liquor store in the country with possible sanctions for the fact that they had had listed Tracy Lords as one of their uh, you know video cassette rentals. It struck me as crazy, and uh, didn't that did that strike fear throughout the whole industry? Yeah, I mean, I have to give credit the industry. First of all, nobody knew, nobody knew. So she had fake ID from the government, the United States of America government. So you know what? If she can fool the guy at window seven in the passport line. <laughs> you know, then why can't she fool a porn director? Yeah. Um, so the government gave her ID because they do check and they are responsible. I didn't know that. Yes. She assumed a fake identity. Yeah. And she got away with it at the Department of Motor Vehicles because uh. she had a license under a fake name. So maybe they need to crack down a little bit. Um, she was brought in a birth certificate. So they need to fill in their loopholes. Yeah. But um, the business did not know. And as soon as word broke out, and to this day, nobody knows the truth, but they are all assuming that she broke it because she wanted her stuff off the shelves so she could get her, quote, legitimate career going. But as soon as they found out, you know what? They pulled everything that they could. I think from what I recall in the 90s, one guy, like a moron, was still selling her tape. Uh -huh. And he got busted. And you know what? Go for it. You know, judge and jury, he did wrong. Yeah. You know, you get greedy. Oh, I'm going to still sell. You know what? If you sell illegal stuff knowing you're selling it, then you do deserve to get in trouble. Yeah. Whatever, you know, I don't know what happened to them. But everyone was very responsible, pulled together, got everything off the shelves. So it really was. They really did go out and get trash it all for fear of what the Reagan, Depart Reagan Justice Department might do to them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? They were making money hand over fist. They didn't care. Yeah. It was okay. Well, you know what? We made... A million off Tracy, you know, in heaven. Okay, so we won't make any more. Yeah. So they are responsible. All right. Let's talk a bit about the Christian right. The Bush administration, under influence of them, is holding a apparently very dim view of, of women's sexual liberation. We've talked in this program about how they've been holding up what would normally be routine approval of over-the-counter morning after uh, birth control. They're demanding condoms now carry warnings that they don't prevent the spread of human papillomavirus. Uh, which which is just which is crazy. I mean, nothing's perfect. Condoms are not perfect. I mean, hello, but uh, you know, by putting these warnings on, people a certain percentage of people will probably be less inclined to use them. Can you comment on kind of like you know what you're seeing in terms of the Christian rights effects in this country? It's 
scary. It's horrible. It's so one-sided. I think that they've got all their priorities completely mixed up. Um, to put that on a condom, I mean, obviously nothing is 100%, but condoms are the safest thing. They, starting in 1991, Vivid made a mandatory condom rule that everybody had to wear, a con- all the guys had to wear condoms. Yeah. And if the girl had a problem with it, I remember one girl, Heather Hunter, I think, beautiful black girl, was allergic to them down there. I mean, she'd get uh-huh. like hives or I don't know. Yeah. And she had to sign, I'm not getting, it was like a five-page, you know, attorney letter stating that if, she, if something happened down the road, she can't come back and she, you know, had to sign away any rights. I think that the, the whole Bush administration has just got their priorities so mixed up. Yeah. I mean, I just, I am so against them and I'm so sorry that Gore wasn't strong enough to fight back. And that moron Nader is like the French in everything. I mean, he's back. Yeah. He needs to just go away. It's, I swear to you, it's almost like the Republicans are paying him to screw things up. Well, Christy, Christy, tune into Future Installments the show. We're going to talk about Ralph Nader and, and what he's been doing. Nothing good. Yeah. Um, Nothing good. And, you know, he stands for the environment and all this good stuff. Well, if he really honestly wanted our environment to prosper then he'd get out gracefully because he's only ruining it because his 3% or whatever he got in the last election, I think he, uh, yesterday I heard he's got 3% of the votes right now, it's only going to ruin it for a good president. Yeah, currently 6 He's running at 6 Kerry and Bush are neck and neck, and Nader holds 6%. Well, he's never going to hit their level, so he needs to just let it go. Well, no argument from me. Well, we're about, we're about up against it on time, Christy. Can you comment on the fact that it was rumored that there had been quite an outbreak of, of, I guess, sexually transmitted diseases, particularly um, HIV, in the adult industry? And I, I guess we talked before the show that, that that's not the case. As, to my knowledge, there have been three cases of HIV breaking out from adult movie sets. Yeah. And in my opinion, when they make, oh, probably about 10,000 movies a year, that's not very high. Yeah. And one of them goes back to the mid-80s, who was John Holmes. Yeah, the famous uh, John who Holmes. Who got it yeah. when he quit the business and got into needles. And he got it through drug needles. The other two people that I know, I think it happened in the mid-90s. I mean, it's been a long time, thank God. The business is very responsible. Everyone has to take HIV, not only HIV tests, some other kind of test where they actually go into your DNA. Um, it's like a step further than just the typical HIV test. They are responsible, and that is why so few people have broken out with it. The, the girl that has gotten it that I know of yeah. engaged in very risky activity with multiple, multiple, multiple dozens of partners yeah. in one or two days. Yeah. And they were pretty much strangers off, off the street. Porn industry engaged in unsafe sex in a few instances, and then there, was, there were bad consequences. Absolutely. Well, there's a lesson for all of us in that. Yes, and some of the top companies do require um, the guys to wear condoms, which I think is way responsible. I would agree. Well, Christy Kenya, thanks so much for talking to us. I, I, we didn't get a chance to talk much about your book, so I'm hoping you'll come back in a couple of weeks and we could do that. Uh, yes, and people could get it on Amazon.com or go to my website, ChristyCanyon.com, and they could order it off of that. All right. Well, we'll we'll suggest that they do that. Uh, I enjoyed your book very much, and in in a couple weeks from now, come back and we will talk about it. I will. All right. Thanks again. (laughs) 
That's it for today's show. Our thanks again to Charles Lewis from the Center for Public Integrity and adult film legend Christy Canyon. Those are two individuals we look forward to speaking with again on this program. We did tape an interview this week with Robert K. Tannenbaum, former Beverly Hills mayor. Robert Tannenbaum is the author of books such as Resolved, Enemy Within, Badge of the Assassin, True Justice, Act of Revenge, and many others. He's one of the country's most respected and successful trial lawyers, and we look forward to bringing you that interview either next week or the week after. You've been listening to Radio Parallax. This show is produced by Edward McMillan. I'm your host, Douglas Everett. Stay tuned for Todd, and we will see you next Thursday at 5 o'clock.